The Secrets of Doctor Who is brought to you by the Star Quest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who, where we discuss everything about the hit BBC series, Doctor Who. And today we're discussing the 12th Doctor story, The Witch's Familiar. I'm Dom Bettinelli, and joining me today on the panel are Jimmy Aiken. Hey, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom. And Father Corey Stika. Hey, Father Corey. How's it going? Uh, folks, be sure to, if, if, we would really appreciate it. It really helps a lot. If you write an Apple podcast review or share the podcast with your friends, that helps us grow this community and reach more listeners. It's the number one way we actually get new listeners. So we really do appreciate that. I want to tell you about another show on the StarQuest Network you are sure to enjoy called The Secrets of Stargate. You can find that wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash stargate. So we're discussing The Witch is Familiar, which is the second part of a two-part 12th Doctor story. And Jimmy, can you give us a recap of what happens? This week, we learned that Missy and Clara survived being exterminated by the Daleks by teleporting away. They then start working their way back into the Dalek city to save the Doctor, going through the sewers, which are made of immortal, decaying Daleks. Meanwhile, the Doctor is meeting with Davros, who succeeds in convincing him that he's dying. Davros is being fed energy from the Daleks through a device, but it isn't enough to keep him alive anymore. The Doctor has mercy on Davros, and to help him stay alive long enough to see the sunrise, the Doctor donates some regeneration energy into the machine. But the machine starts sucking lots of regeneration energy out of the Doctor, extending Davros's life and causing the Daleks to regenerate and become more powerful. It's all been a trick on the part of the Doctor, because he knew what Davros was doing and let him do it anyway. The regeneration energy has also gone into the decaying Daleks in the sewers, and they begin to erupt and destroy the city. As he's leaving, the Doctor meets Missy and Clara. Clara is disguised as a Dalek, and Missy tries to get the Doctor to kill Clara under the belief that she is a Dalek. But the Doctor figures it out when the Clara Dalek uses the word mercy, and he tells Missy to leave. He and Clara then use the Doctor's new sonic sunglasses to cause the TARDIS to reassemble itself so they can escape. Afterwards, the Doctor wonders how the Dalek shell Clara was in understood the concept of mercy. How did the concept of mercy get into the Dalek DNA? He then flies back to the ancient Scarrow uh, site with the hand mines and shows mercy on the boy Davros by saving him from the field of hand mines, completing our patented Stephen Moffat extra timey-wimey adventure for this week. The end. <laughs> so, a uh, couple things that occurred to me right off the top. First is, the Doctor, as usual, in the especially in the Moffat era, is always one step ahead of everyone. You know, he's mm -hmm. that extra clever boy who always knows. And so, even though Davros has tricked the Doctor into coming to Scarrow, the doctor knew all along what Davros's plan was. Is that what we're we're doing? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he knew about he knew about the sewers being full of these impossibly invincible or undying Daleks, and was able to use the regeneration energy to recreate or resurrect the 
these Daleks or whatever yeah. and knew all this in advance. Even though he had no interaction with the Dalek sewers in this episode. No. Right. This is very different, for example, than how it would have played in the fifth Doctor's time. In Peter Davison's time, Peter Davison would have just been tricked. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And this is the, it's kind of going back to what we've talked about before. Is this the all-powerful Doctor who's never, who's never on his back foot, who's always seems to know, you know, to be one step ahead of everyone. Well, it's that, it's that whole conversation at the beginning with Missy where the and Clara, where it's, oh, the doctor knows he's going to get out of this. He just has to, fi- you know, take, you know, 2.3 milliseconds to figure out how he can, how he's going to do it. Right. The doctor always wins because he always assumes he'll win. Except they try to make it more dramatic this time because, so we have this opening scene with Clara and Missy where they've teleported away. And I actually like this scene a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of the best parts of the episode uh, where Clara and Missy are talking to each other. Missy's got Clara tied upside down and <laughs> she's just hanging there and Missy is sharpening a pointed stick and Clara says, why, why are you sharpening the pointed stick? And she says, well, uh, we might, I don't know how long we're going to be here. We might have to go hunting. And, and why am I tied upside down in case there's nothing to hunt? and uh and 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 that's nice and so missy then starts walking clara through she now she tells this story uh, that occurred in a previous incarnation and we see glimpses of the doctor's previous incarnation she says she doesn't really know or care which one it was so we're just going to stick with the eyebrows at which point Peter Capaldi becomes the central figure in the story, and it's of him being attacked by invisible robot assassins and figuring out how to use the energy from their laser blasts to teleport away. And Clara realizes that's how you did it. You know, that's how, that's how you escaped at the end of Dark Water when you were apparently disintegrated. And she says, yeah, I modified the principles, and that's also how the two of them escaped from the Daleks just now because they've, they're, wear, they're wearing uh, vortex manipulators that Missy had altered to be able to do that. And then Missy walks Clara through, why does the doctor always win? And Missy, uh, Clara says, well, he's clever. And she says, yes, but the cemeteries are full of clever people. Why does the doctor always win? And Clara says, because he assumes he's going to. And Missy says, yes, but now he's, he's written the last will and testament, referring to the confession dial, and thrown himself a goodbye party. So uh, so what happens now? Because he's not planning on winning this time. And Clara says, we happen. And Missy says, great. And we've got a pointed stick. <laughs> so the the doctor, so it, if we're to believe, and, you know, it's Missy, so unreliable narrator, but um, the doctor this time thinks he's going to die. That's why he made the confession dial. Except he doesn't. He does assume he's going to win. So why does he make the confession dial? It's, dish, dude, you're thinking. <laughs> you're not supposed to think about this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the confession dial is, is part of the season-long arc. Yeah. Right. That's going to come up with the, the the prophecy of the hybrid and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, I was actually, as I was watching, like, okay, so Missy used the whole, the doctor, the doctor's trick of, using the enemy's own blaster fire to escape. I didn't realize that Clara also had a vortex manipulator on her, I guess. Mm-hmm. What? 
this seems like a really great trick. You should always be I, wearing one of these. And the thing is, I don't <laughs> think she did. Because I thought when they jumped back, it was Clara was holding onto Missy's arm. Yeah, I think so. So, so I, I think, think there's a little Clara hole in there. Had one. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. Clara actually had one. So I thought that she said she did in this episode, but I could be mistaken. Well, yeah. it's just I'm thinking from last episode, she didn't actually have. But I mean, it's. You know, it's possible, but uh, again, we're thinking of thinking about it too much, I guess. No, no, we're not supposed to think that, about it. Only thing we could talk about somewhat reliably is the had system on the TARDIS, because that is something we've seen multiple times, where it's the defensive system where the TARDIS will dematerialize and escape if it's under threat. Oh, okay. All right. Because um, we saw I, that all the way back to the second doctor. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, not not quite in the same way where it looks like it disintegrates, which is kind of a you know cool defense system. Yep. But where it it just beams away when it's under attack. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, and there's there's also a confrontation between the Doctor and the Daleks where da- the Doctor has like been wanting Davros to get out of his chamber, and mm-hmm. Davros says, "I can't." And then we cut to the Dalek room where the Daleks are all meeting. And they announce that Davros is coming, and that's impossible. He can't leave his chamber. And we see that the top half of Davros has been ripped off his chair. Right. Yeah. He apparently has no legs. And the, then the doctor rolls into the Dalek room in Davros's chair. So it now mm-hmm. appears as if Davros is the doctor. And the doctor says to the Daleks, admit it, you've all had this exact nightmare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the doctor is Davros. Davros is the doctor. No kidding. <laughs> I love the I love the doctor says anyone for Dodgems, which here in the United States, we would call that bumper cars. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Which to see a bunch of Daleks playing bumper cars would be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> you know, before that, we had when Missy and, and speaking of fun lines, Missy and Clara going into the sewer. Uh, they come upon this like this hole in the ground, and and it's like, how deep is it? And we could throw in a rock, says Clara. So Missy says, okay, and pushes Clara <laughs> into the hole. Oh, about and, twenty feet. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, uh, you know, Missy is just awesome. Yeah, and as usual, the best part of this episode, or one of the best parts, is the dialogue that mm-hmm. Stephen Moffat provides. Like, there's a there's a there's a bit where Missy wants she doesn't reveal what her plan is to Clara, but she says in detail she's what she's doing is getting the Dalek shell for mm-hmm. Clara to occupy, and she she tells she handcuffs Clara to a Dalek wall sensor in the sewers, and I'm not a fan of the living sewers thing, yeah, um, but uh, she says. We need to kill a Dalek. You're the bait. I'm the hook. And Clara's like, how are you going to kill a Dalek? And she produces a brooch and says, Dark Star Alloy goes through armor plating like a knife goes through people. <laughs> Which is a play on the knife goes through butter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is that is suitably uh, creepy. Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, the doctor... Um, Oh, another another really great bit and, uh-huh. of, and on the dialogue level. At one point, the doctor has been recaptured and he's been put back in Davros's chamber, and we we see him sitting there and and he's disoriented, and we hear Davros in voiceover saying to him, "You should feel honored. It wasn't easy to procure." 
the only other chair on Scaro. And we realize the doctor is <laughs> sitting in a chair. <laughs> Daleks don't need chairs, do they? <laughs> um, yeah, when Missy was killing the, the, the Dalek with the brooch, she says, oh, killing Daleks is Time Lord Golf. That's how I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's our favorite pastime. Um, when the, uh, and when the doctor evicted Davros from his chair and had the personal, personal force field for it, and he says, uh, of course it's got a personal force field. He's a, Davros is a paranoid genius living among trigger happy mini tanks for centuries, which, <laughs> which yeah. is a, a good line. Yeah. I'm um, definitely having his chair. And yeah. then, uh, so when he confronts the, the Dalek Supreme in that chamber while he's sitting in the chair, the Dalek Supreme says, you know, he's got this, uh, the gun, the, uh, the Dalek gun. And the Dalek Supreme says, the doctor does not use weapons. And the doctor mm. says, doesn't he? <laughs> he doesn't in New Who, but he did, definitely did in, in Classic Who. Yeah. Times well, that he's blasted Daleks, so. And oh, sometimes yeah. even a new who, but yeah, it's he's inconsistent about it, which is probably why the uh, Dalek Supreme is a little confused about so, it. You know, something about Nitro Nine that Ace wasn't supposed to have. <laughs> well, or or Peter Davison's Fifth Doctor, you know, blaster directly to the chest of a Cyberman. Yep, yep, yep. They yeah, they didn't have a problem back then. So not, uh, not like they do today. I mean, the Doctor yeah. still didn't prefer weapons but they he didn't hypocritically condemn them so much before using them <laughs> right so davros reveals that his life his life you know force his life span is connected to all the daleks so that he's being sustained by their life as they live so does he is is what he says and they're and he says they and he can't die because they're infected with the defect of respect for him and mercy for him he calls it a design flaw he's unable to eliminate. And this goes back to where the doctor went and saved Boy Davros on the battlefield and showed him mercy. Yep. Is mercy a genetic trait? <laughs> like, how how does it get well, passed actually, on? Actually, yes, it is. Um, okay. You know, it, it has an evolutionary benefit in that if you show mercy, it, uh, it, builds, bigger, it builds better communities that promote survival mm -hmm. value. And... So, you know, the evolution of altruism is actually a big point of discussion in evolutionary anthropology and psychology. So by the doctor showing mercy to the boy Davros, now, it wouldn't have been just genetic, but right. Davros designed the Dalek's DNA. So if you make Davros more merciful, then he may incorporate that element into the Dalek DNA. And he, actually, we have a kind of interesting play going on here between this episode, this pair of episodes and Genesis of the Daleks, because mm -hmm. in Genesis of the Daleks, Tom Baker is sent back to either kill them or modify them so that their future history plays out differently. And he ends up doing the latter, hoping mm -hmm. that they'll become more merciful than they otherwise would have been. Um, here we have a setup where the Twelfth Doctor is responsible for Davros. Um, so this is the genesis of Davros story. Uh, he says, at one point, the Twelfth Doctor says, you know, Davros made the Daleks, but who made Davros? And the answer is, it's him. It's the Twelfth Doctor. Mm -hmm. He, as the Twelfth Doctor, met the boy Davros and initially appeared to abandon, and even based on camera trickery, appeared to exterminate him. Right. But we're going to find out he was actually saving him 
and modifying Davros's nature to include more mercy. Right. But yet not enough to make him not a homicidal <laughs> genius. <laughs> yeah. Um and and so the the Davros presents the doctor with this this choice. He can murder every Dalek in order to kill Davros, you know, let him uh commit a genocidal murder. Um not as an he says not as an act of war but a choice which i'm not sure that there's a difference um well it, it he means as a conscious deliberate choice this goes back again to genesis of the daleks yep. there's a famous conversation between the fourth doctor and davros where uh the, the doctor is trying to stimulate davros's conscience and he says, suppose that you had a capsule containing a virus that would kill all life. Would you release it? And Davros starts thinking about it. And he finds the idea fascinating. And he starts using his hand to mimic having a little capsule of a virus. And, and, he's, and at one point, he, he crushes his fingers together and says, yes. Yes, I would do that. Such power would set me up above the gods. And and that's what is being played on here, where the Davros is now putting the doctor in that situation. You can kill all life on Scaro in order to get me. Would you do that? Right. And even says, you'll be a god. This is your opportunity to be a god to the yeah. doctor. Well, and then, of course, then they show some of that famous conversation between uh, the doctor and Sarah Jane of, you know, have I the right, where he's holding the two wires mm-hmm. that have the debt, the explosives in the, the, to kill off all the Daleks. Right, right. And that's when he makes that choice not to kill them off. Yep. Um, and, uh, and at this point, the doctor still thinks that Clara is dead and he's kind of operating on that level. Um, and then, uh, you know, because if Clara is dead, Davros tells him, then the doctor doesn't have to hesitate, right? Because Clara is the doctor's compassion, mm-hmm. and and so and so maybe they do, do the doc do Missy and Clara represent the two poles of the doctor's conscience, sort of like the the little devil, the little angel on his soldier shoulder, um, maybe you know, kind of because because Missy is you know kill them all and you know just be done with it. Well, ish. I think Missy Missy's inconsistent too. Right. One thing that I like about the timey wiminess of this is the fact that it's the eleventh, the twelfth Doctor. I don't know why I always want to call Peter Capaldi the eleventh Doctor because mm-hmm. that's Matt Smith. But one of the reasons that this works as a plot with all the prior history of the of the Doctor and and Davros is that it was specifically the twelfth Doctor who he encountered as a little boy. So he doesn't know that that's the doctor until mm-hmm. until he gets the 12th doctor's face. Right. And all of a sudden, those childhood memories take on new meaning for Davros. So he could otherwise interact with all of the other doctors from the 4th to the 11th as if, as if he had not met the doctor before the 4th. And then all of a sudden, the doctor becomes Peter Capaldi, and it's like, this is the man I met as a child. And mm-hmm. that's what triggers the occurrence of these events now. Right. And he, he accuses the doctor of coming out of shame for what he did to the boy. 
mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, seemingly abandon him. Yeah, this is also, and and presumably in some original timeline, the Doctor did abandon him. Mm-hmm. And then, based on these events, he goes back and saves him. Although, yeah, the mercy thing has been there. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Um, it's hard to hard to say. Yeah. Also, this is playing with a theme that they had last season in in Doctor Who, which was the "Am I a good man?" kind mm-hmm. of moral conscience crisis for the Doctor, which always came out of nowhere and was ridiculous. Well, but, even da- but Dav- yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying. They're playing yeah. on it now because Davros it talks about having fought for his own and a man should belong, and I'm glad that Gallifrey exists and. I'm glad that you were able to save it because you should have a home and I've tried to fight for my people. And he even asks the doctor, am I a good man? Paralleling what the doctor asked Clara a season ago. And it's like, okay, this is a little, this is a little over the top. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's, it's already obvious that just on the writing level that because of the language that, that Davros keeps using of, Oh, doctor, why don't you stroke those snake-like tentacles in my life force device, you <laughs> yeah. know, and right. step closer to it. And it's like, it's so obvious he's trying to trap him. Right. Yep. Um, at one point, he's even, you know, says, when, like when the, he accuses the doctor of coming out of shame and the doctor says, I came out of compassion. And Davros says, compassion will kill you in the end. And the doctor says, "I wouldn't ha- die of anything else." You know the so the, yeah. the idea of the good man. I mean, I, I suppose everyone, from their own point of view, thinks of themselves as a good person. Well, most people, unless you're, um, you know, a, a some psychopaths stable, don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but people with a at least with a who actually have some kind of conscience probably still think of themselves as right and good. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I suppose. That, that raises the question whether Davros is is a psychopath. Probably is. Oh yeah, I think that's well, very much clear. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you mentioned how Clara gets locked inside, you know, inside the Dalek shell by by Missy, which is a callback to Oswin Oswald, mm-hmm. you know, the the uh, girl. first, first yeah. appearance of Clara in Asylum of the Daleks, right. and we have a direct dialogue level callback to that because. At the end, in the crisis in that, when Matt Smith's doctor was helping Clara realize who she was, she ended up saying, I'm a Dalek. Right. And she said it in this kind of mechanical, I am a Dalek way, as she was realizing her identity. Because she had visualized herself as being trapped in a spaceship, when really she was a spaceship passenger that had been modified and put in a Dalek shell Mm -hmm. and turned into a Dalek. So here, Missy gets Clara into the Dalek shell, and the shell is translating what Clara says into Dalek-modified English. Mm-hmm. So um, so it says exterminate a lot. It interprets <laughs> a lot of things Clara says as exterminate. But also, uh, when she says, I am Clara Oswald, it says, I am a Dalek, and we have that callback to Asylum of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. and. Uh- Missy tells us that Daleks fire their gun through emotion. So when Clara gets emotional, her gun starts firing, and they reload the gun by yelling "exterminate," which is why they say it so often. Yeah. So, <laughs> again, and again, this isn't necessarily, uh, uh, you know, a flaw of the writing. It's Missy. Who knows? Like, you know, well, everything Missy says is suspect. 
I, I did like Missy dancing around as Clara's firing the the blaster. <laughs> I was so upset and firing the blaster around, and she's dancing around the beams just <laughs> right. gleefully. Yeah. Um. There's also yeah. a moving moment in um in the Dalek Doctor confrontation scene, or not confrontation, but conversation scene, where all these years that ever since Davros was first introduced in Genesis of the Daleks. He's had this electronic eye on his forehead, and his mm-hmm. own eyes are sealed shut. So it's like he's got eye sockets and he's got eyelids, but they're always closed, and he's always he's always observing his environment through an electronic eye on his forehead. And in this, he says he wants to see, he's about to die, he hopes he lives long enough to see the sunrise with his own eyes. And he, and he turns off the electronic eye in his forehead and opens his human eyes for the first time in the series. Mm -hmm. And that's a very moving moment. It really does effectively communicate, you know, that this is a serious situation. At least it, it helps alongside all of the obvious entrapment language. He also is able to finally convince, convince the doctor that he is dying and the doctor says, you're really dying. And he says, did you doubt it? And the doctor says, I did. And Davros says, then we have established one thing only. You are not a good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning he couldn't diagnose a dying man. Right. <laughs> and, they, and they both laugh. Davros and the doctor laughing together was weird. I have to say that was a very strange, <laughs> surreal moment. Yeah. Well, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't the typical maniacal laugh that Davros has. You know, right? He's always was, got the type laugh. You know. Yeah, this was more of a genuine, you know, a heartfelt laugh. And the doctor tells him, he's, "I'm not helping Davros. I'm helping a little boy in a battlefield to see another sunrise." You know, he's remembering back to that child and and saying. You know, that's what I'm helping. And this is when we get the reveal that the Davros is manipulating the doctor all along to get his regeneration energy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he gets the, the what is it called? The snake guy. Um, Colony co- Sarf. Colony Sarf. Yeah. Uh, you know, wraps him up and they start sucking the, the regeneration energy from him. And not only Davros will be regenerated, regenerated but all Daleks. Wahahaha. My evil plan is revealed. Um, Because they're all connected through that machine. Mm -hmm. And Davros then voices the prophecy of the hybrid creature and thinks it is going to be a half Dalek, half Time Lord. And that's that prophecy that runs through this season, right? right? This This is our our first introduction of the series arc involving the hybrid. Right. Um, And then the the doctor starts counting down, and it turns out that the, you know, we talked about the Daleks in the sewers which is also the same the Dalek word for sewer is the same word for cemetery. Um, and they, they're, they're regenerated and they're angry <laughs> Yeah, and well, they want to kill, kill all the others. You've got to mention Missy coming in and blasting the control, the, the thing that the doctor was hooked up to. Yeah. Right. So and Missy, the, Missy yeah. saves the doctor from the machine and she also kills colony Sarf apparently. Yep. Yep. And they have a moment where, um, we see a little snake head kind of falling over, suggesting yep. that Colony Sarf has just died. So if the doctor knew da- uh, Davros's plan all along and was just going along with it, how 
I wonder how he planned to get out of that machine if Missy hadn't come along to blast it. Uh, you're, you're not supposed to think about oh, art. Right, right. You're just to let it wash over <laughs> he just, you. Well, he, he knew he would figure something out because he knew he was going to survive. That's right. That's right. And Missy well, just happened to be this res, res, the resolution of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about that somewhat frequently about the doctor. Um, I don't think he plans that far in advance. He just assumes that it's going to work out based on prior experience because it's right. worked out for him for 2000 years so of course it's going to work out this time that's true yeah i kind of and, and uh, this is only just occurring to me now but i'm somewhat i have an an element of that kind of reasoning in my own experience because like when i go call a square dance the choreography is extemporaneous i'm making it up as i go um, as it's coming out of my mouth, I'm making up what I'm going to do next, and it has to all fit together so that the dancers get resolved properly. But I have, I've been doing it for 15 years, and I don't really have to plan in advance what I'm going to do. I just assume it's going to work yeah. out, and I'll, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do now, but I'll figure it out as I'm doing it, and it'll work, and it does. And so, I, you know, I, I guess even ordinary you know, folks like us can have a little bit of an insight of, yeah, I don't really have to plan that far. It'll work out. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I guess. I mean, you get to a point where you're an expert at a thing in 2000 years doing it, I suppose, would be enough. Well, <laughs> and, and, let's be yeah. honest. It seems like this is kind of one of Stephen Moffat's writing tricks of I don't know where, how I'm going to end this, but I'm going to put it down on paper and see where it goes. Because <laughs> as, as, yeah. as we pointed out on this podcast many times, he likes these grand shows that it just kind of ends right but how they got there don't think about it too deeply as you yes. keep saying on this one <laughs> just skip ahead to the end um yeah so missy oh, and, oh, yeah. and, and enjoy the little things they do along the way like missy yeah. pokes davros in the eye right yeah. <laughs> well and that's i mean again we've talked a lot about moffat the, the enjoyment of moffat is the the moments the dialogue the fun stuff if you're there for the plot and to make consistent sense throughout you're you're going to be disappointed so you know that's just the All, way it is although although stephen moffat does do fairly regularly pretty good timey-wimey plots Oh, yeah. Meaning yeah. he he exploits the potential of time travel and storytelling to a degree that other Doctor Who writers typically do not. Mm -hmm. Right. That's true. That is true. So Missy, as you mentioned, tries to trick the Doctor into killing Clara because Clara is stuck inside the Dalek and can't tell. Every time she says, Doctor, it's me, Clara, it says, it's me, I'm a Dalek, I am a Dalek, over and over again. And he's he's about to blast it when... She's 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 not saying mercy. She's saying, you know, help me. And the Dalek translates that as mercy. And that's where the doctor kind of steps back and goes, wait a minute. A Dalek's asking for mercy and gets the the clue that something is not as it should be. Um, so uh, and that's when we realize that all Clara had to do was think the word open, like just open the shell and lets mm -hmm. her out. Um, and then he asks himself, how does a tiny bit of mercy get in the Dalek DNA and runs off to rescue Davos in the minefield? And after realizing Missy tried to trick him into killing Clara, he tells Missy to hit the road. Yes. And uh, when he goes back to the battlefield, we go back to that scene from the end of the first part. The, the, the Magician's Apprentice. Thank you. Magician's Apprentice. And we go <laughs> back to that scene where he's pointing the Dalek gun, we think, at Davros. And says, I'm going to save my friend the only way I can, which is 
you know, now that we've got the whole context, flips it all all over. Instead of I'm going to save her by killing Davros before he can create the Daleks. Now it's I'm going to save Davros and teach him about mercy, which mm-hmm. is an interesting idea. Um, so the and that takes us to the end. Any final thoughts on this one, Father Corey? Nothing here. Jimmy, any last thoughts? I'm not a fan of the sonic sunglasses at all. Oh yeah, uh, which get introduced in this. Uh, I I also do. I think I I wasn't here last week, but I really love the hand mines just as a concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't make a lot of sense, but they're creepy, and and they're also a nice play on the word landmine. Yeah. We also get a little something we often don't get with with the master, which is a little bit of what happens after the defeat, because normally the master gets defeated and either taken into custody or often apparently killed, and we don't get much of a sense of, of what happens next. But here we do, because as the Dalek city is collapsing, we see Missy running alone after the doctors told her to leave. She is running through the Dalek city, and she gets surrounded by Daleks, and she pauses and says, I've just had a very clever idea. And so apparently she's going to try to make some kind of deal with the Daleks. Right. Or... Use the 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 the, the wrist uh, the um, vortex manipulator trick again. Maybe maybe not. Those uh, those she indicated were burned out. Because, oh right. Yeah yeah yeah. You know one of the one of the last bits. You know the, the in fact the very last line of the of the episode is the doctor with with you know young Davros who says um, who asks the doctor you know which side are you on are you the enemy and the doctor says I'm not sure any of that matters friends enemies so long as there's mercy always mercy and frankly i think that's a really good you know uh, mm-hmm. in, in the end that's a really good message right mm-hmm. friends or enemies what really matters is mercy it also plays on themes that had been introduced earlier in the episode about who's a friend and who's an enemy i mean we've had that with missy yeah you know she's both she's both and um she she claims and this is originally presented as if it's you know, just a an non-credible dodge. But she says that by having Clara in the Dalek shell, she was trying to communicate a message to the Doctor about the friend inside the enemy, the enemy inside the friend, and so forth. And that's then the setup for the final line with Davros about friends and enemies not really mattering, but mercy counting. Mm, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice little twist there. Good. All right. So that should do it this time. Uh, I think we would like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Doctor Who, including Patrick R., Peter V., Ambrose B., Levi P., and Jonathan H. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Doctor Who and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. We'd also like to thank Victor Lambs, who edited this episode for us. So we'd love to think, hear what you think of Which is Familiar, the, this 12th Doctor story, and actually both parts, including the Magician's Apprentice. You by can let way, us. But did we. I don't think we've talked about the significance of those titles. Oh. But yep. the, the Doctor is the magician. In fact, the, the 12th Doctor specifically, it's commented he dresses like a magician. Sure. Mm-hmm. And the Witch is Missy. 
and the the magician's apprentice and the witch's familiar are both Clara. Right. And a familiar is uh is usually like a uh animal companion animal that is servant. involved in the magic, yeah. The, yeah. the stereotypical black cat. Right. Exactly. Very good. I'm glad you brought that up. We didn't miss that. So if you've got any uh, further comments or questions or discussion, you can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com or the Secrets of Doctor Who Facebook page or send an email to Who at sqpn.com or visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. You can watch the Secrets of Doctor Who video on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Media, where you can leave comments, you can like and subscribe. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the big finish story, The End of the Line. Until then, Father Cory Stika, thank you for joining me and sharing The Secrets of Doctor Who. Thank you, Dom. Jimmy Aiken, thank you as well. Thanks, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who on StarQuest. And remember, Dalek Supreme, your sewers are revolting. <laughs>